Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Sally Gatt is the muscle mama. She's a renowned fitness, hormone, and fat loss expert, and her online platform, The Muscle Mama, was a winner on Shark Tank. Sally is considered a pioneer in linking the role of hormones to strength, fitness, and dramatic fat loss success. Sally has spent the past 20 years helping women worldwide to reach their hormone health, fitness, and fat loss goals. She became a personal trainer in 2002 and competed as a fitness model in various international competitions. In 2013, she launched her online business, The Muscle Mama, where she helps women learn the right training techniques for improving muscle mass, not only to age well, but also as the most sustainable and effective method for long-term fat loss. Her philosophy and training protocols are always centered around hormone balance. Sally was a contributor to Rescue for over five years and is the fitness expert I included in my book, Rescue Me. In this episode, Sally Gatt shares her well-being and body transformation secrets that will have you feeling and radiating strength and vitality like never before. So a lot of people, when they look at conventional, you know, eating and exercise plans, uh, there's often a few different theories, I guess, you know, calories in, calories out, uh, what's your sugars, and all those things do play a role, but what often gets overlooked is what hormones, uh, you know, what hormones play a role in things like exercise and food and lifestyle. Um, so often what I always refer to when I'm training or doing up a training and eating program is what's the hormonal response? So for example, when you're doing a lot of cardiovascular exercise, you know, running, cross-trainer, what hormones are active then? Uh, when you're lifting weights and when you're doing resistance-based training, what hormones are active then? And what is the best portion to do to keep those hormones balanced? Because if you're doing too much of the wrong exercises, then often you can actually contribute to imbalancing your hormones even more. Um, so, yeah, so often I look at the whole, you know, picture, not just the exercise, but your food and your lifestyle and how all those contribute to balancing the When you speak about biosignature, it kind of plays into that idea that, you know, um, a lot of people say, but I can't move it. No matter what I do, I train all the time, but I just can't seem to move the stubborn fat around my booty or I can't move the fat in under my arms. And a lot of uh, trainers laugh at that and they say, no, you mm-hmm. can't spot train. But are you saying that yeah. we can spot train? Yeah, well, if you look at the hormones and, uh, you know, the receptor sites or the hormone receptor sites around different parts of your body it makes sense that if you've got too much of that hormone then you will store fat in that particular area so going back to the navel fat often that's linked to high cortisol Uh, so you can train till the cows come home you can go on you know strict diets and all the rest but if you're sleep deprived if you're dehydrated if you're not getting a lot of that stress management stuff and that lifestyle stuff you know it can be hard to shift fat so that's why a lot of People have come to me and saying, oh, I've tried a lot of things and it's not working. And often 
even just doing your blood work, making sure that your magnesium levels are where they should be can actually help balance that, that hormone cortisol. So when you start to balance that, then you'll find that that nasal fat can actually be reduced. So yeah, so there is some truth to squat training. It doesn't mean that it's not it's the easy way out, I guess, because you've still got to do work. You've still got to figure out how you're going to tackle that. Um, but it's just a more scientific approach rather than just go with the conventional uh, means of training and exercise. And, you know, often people say, well, just eat less, eat less, but that's not sustainable. And, and actually that can do more damage to your cortisol uh, and your other hormones as well for the long term. Are you saying that these um, conversations around hormone and body shape and trouble zones, are these uh, related to hormonal fluctuations? So is this a conversation for perimenopause and menopause or is this always, like this is always oh, a conversation? It's any stage of life because as you get older or as you even may go through pregnancy, that's when I really discovered my hormones, um, but any age of life, your hormones are going to be fluctuating, even depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle or if you're going into perimenopause, your hormones are going to change because you're transitioning. So the better awareness you have of how they're changing and how they're going to affect you, uh, you can actually use those, you know, tools, these foundational tools to help not have that fluctuation as much. Um, I think it's near impossible to completely balance your hormones because your body's natural means is to have those fluctuations, but you can reduce the highs and lows by understanding, you know, the, the, the food principles, the lifestyle principles and the exercise principles. I'm going to go back to what you said earlier in our conversation. You were saying certain exercises can trigger hormones. Talk to me about that principle. Yeah. Uh, so this is just based on, I guess, over the last two decades I've trained people is often I've found that uh, in particular females that do a lot of cardiovascular exercise and not enough structured weight training. So when I say structured weight training, it has to have enough volume to really get the hormone benefits from it. Uh, what I've found is that the ones that do too much cardio, not enough of the strength training often find that their weight's just not shifting, particularly around that sort of belly fat. So they might be feeling like they're lighter, um, but they're just not getting, they're not getting that sort of um, tone or they're not getting that body composition, uh, you know, transformation. And, and often that comes down to looking at what hormones are stimulated when you train. Often with cardio or aerobic exercise, it's not to say that you don't do it. You just don't want to do it excessively or you want to have the right portion of weight training and uh, cardiovascular exercise. So if I was doing, say, 80% of my week was cardio and only 20% was weight, you may find that you might be overstimulating cortisol, so you might be producing too much, which is counterproductive to what your objective is, which is to, you know, lean down, have a more stronger, shapely physique, um, so they're the type of things that you just want to look at is looking at your, your program proportions. If you, say, had 80% structured strength training and then you had, you know, your 20% cardio, which is just like, you know, you're walking and 
be doing some incidental exercise and whatnot, you'll probably find that you'll stimulate a lot more of the hormones that will help with keeping you young. So your anti-aging hormone, DHEA, which I think I've mentioned before with you when you now talk, um, you'll control that cortisol better so you won't overtrain so much, which is going to help with the, the stubborn belly fat. Uh, you often will find too, just with like that consistent weight training is that you're going to get the physique change. So you'll see the broader shoulders, you know, the little waist, the shapely legs, so things like that from doing a consistent strength training in a higher portion to cardio, that will help as well. Um, DHEA is like your anti-aging hormone that helps with your skin. Uh, helps with you know your, your your nails, keeps you youthful, keeps your sex drive up, all that sort of thing. So doing structured strength training in a higher proportion actually helps stimulate that hormone. What are the best uh, youth hormone inducing and um, you know safe uh, cardio exercises to dovetail back into this program? Yeah, walking is fantastic. Walking hills, if you've got hills around you. Um, cross training is very good. So, you know, you've got your traditional cross trainers at the gym. They're less weight-bearing. Uh, look, people love to run, and if they are a bit addicted to it, then I don't like to tell them that they can't run. Um, but often it's quite high impact on the knees, particularly as we're getting older, and it does really bump up that cortisol. So if you've got cortisol issues, I often try to avoid running. Uh, they're probably the best ones, walking and, and cross-training. Uh, I find that everyone can get out and do a walk, um, so it's not limited to just having, you know, strength training equipment as well. If, if you don't know where to start, you know, find some hills and walk up some hills. That'll, that'll get you started. And then obviously do your weight training as well or your strength training. And to wrap it up, I would like to ask you, what is a reasonable time frame to get your hormones under control by exercise and to start seeing results in those problem areas and in our overall vitality and, you know, youth markers? Oh, depending on how committed you are to the process, I guess. I find for some people, one round of accountability, they really start to nail some of those, um, you know, bad habits and start to implement some of the hormone principle habits and they find that either their cycle gets more regular, so their moods get more regular. Um, Some people even after two weeks can notice a difference. Now, they might not have the transformed body yet, but in terms of their fluctuations of moods, which we know is, you know, hormones have a big role in in how we we feel, um, can that can you know, be almost, you know, instant, one to two weeks. Um, if you are looking for a fairly big change to, say, your midsection or your back fat or legs or whatever it is, I would give yourself a good eight to 12 weeks of being consistent uh, and just not just being consistent, I guess, with what I tell you to do. It's more working with you to find something that's sustainable. So anyone can follow a genetic a generic sort of program, um, but you also need to find something that's sustainable for you. And I think that that's really important as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, 
Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson.